Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fox. Welcome back. We're live, folks. <laughs> We're not live. <laughs> this is a recorded podcast at a different time. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to us. Yeah. Thank you for coming into our homes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. So we ever wanted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all wanted you here. <laughs> yeah. It's been um a minute. We took a week off. Two weeks off. Not we. Mm. You did. Yes. You're off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> Enjoying life, man. First of all, you only work three days a week. Okay. Uh, but 36 hours in those three days. I so. dream of a four-day work week. Mm-hmm. You have a three-day work week. Do you? All mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I will remind you that some of those days, the way the work's week... Uh, wait, no, I said that wrong. The, week the way the week works is <laughs> I'll work like three in a row, have one night off, and then work another three in a row. So you do the math on that work. Week. Yeah, but then you have like 10 days off Mm-mm, or eight nece- days off. Well, sometimes, but no, not necessarily. If you listen, work six days out of 14, then you okay. have... Okay, first off, and I'll also remind you that I end up typically working almost 40 hours a week anyway, because by the time I give and take report, I'm already there. It or matter. if I have a terrible I, night, I'm there. I, want, I don't mind working late. 40 hours a week, but if I could do four 10-hour days, mm-hmm. I would... Yeah. Then I have three-day... I'm sad for you that that's not the case. Three-day weekends all the time. Yeah. You don't live right. It's not my problem. Corporate America life. It's not my fault. Ain't my problem. <laughs> it is your fault. Well, it's not. It's not my fault. Right. But it is my problem. Because <laughs> you're my problem. <laughs> but um, no, we. W- I went on vacation to the Smoky Mountains. What'd you do? Um, I. First off, it rained all week. So we were limited in activities. But we had a good time. We just did a lot of nonsense stuff you know ate a lot of garbage um i imagine yeah because you're stuck inside mm, and it was delicious well the problem is is now i want more garbage it's like (laughs) what i what i learned is i was eating really healthy and um like no sugar which i still have maintained my no sugar so i've been going strong on that good but like oh by the way too it's like i I'm not a morbidly obese human, but, you know, like, I just want to be healthy, you know, be healthier. And so I give up sugar, um, and I lost, like, four pounds, like, pretty much right away. Oh, good. Mm, yeah, but they're back now since I ate garbage again. Oh, okay. Because in, in addition to eating no sugar, I also was eating healthier. Right. But now when I went on vacation, I've I've regained those four pounds. And now I'm finding it difficult to not eat garbage. I, it's hard to get back into the eating healthy mode. Yeah, once you, uh, you know. yeah, once mm-hmm. you break that. Yeah, but we were gonna go to Dollywood, but um, it was raining. I was like, gonna say, did time. you go to Betty White Wood? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's that's the kind know. of rhetoric I expect from you. I don't know what it <laughs> you is. You don't down know there. what's going on. <laughs> You've not been there because I go on vacation with our two girls and my mom because yeah. Fa, unfortunately, like he's mentioned. He does not get the vacation time that I do. 
Um, yeah. So instead, like, I got to go do something. Like, can't be waiting around for this guy. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. We do take vacations together. Yeah. But I take like a week off basically every three months. So, and then more. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I will, I will remind, I will remind you that I'm a nurse and that's a very stressful job. Yeah, that's true. You deserve and it. I'm I have not, a lot of gray hair now not. and I don't know what came first. I don't know if it's because I'm a nurse that I have gray hair or if it's because I had children. Either or stressful things You're happen. You're interchangeable. I'm, I've, got, <laughs> I've gotten gray hair now. An uncomfortable amount. Well, I'm not a nurse and I have tons of gray hair. I think so. yours is related to having kids. Once yeah. we had kids, you basically became Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Your beard is whitish. Yeah. But you are elderly now, so I guess that's part of it too. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Old man vibes. <laughs> but it's cool. You know, hashtag blessed. It is cool. Hashtag um, YOLO. <laughs> I work really hard to provide you this life so you Thank can you. go on vacation. So. Thank you. I You do, though. You do. Yeah. I don't, I don't know well, if you were saying that. Well, while you are out, I redid my office. Mm-hmm. And now it has a ceiling again. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it was like, tell tell the listeners what you did to it. It was, there was a leak from the roof. I fixed that. And then I redid the sheetrock, which... Took a whole week. The whole week you're out on vacation. Mm-hmm. I was doing this. Yeah. And my office is only six by twelve, so it's not that big, but like it's it's never ending work. Like sanding and doing stuff. It's yeah. just awful. No, it seems bad. I hate it. I'm sure that's why people hire others to do that yeah. stuff. But But know. I'm proud I did it. It looks funky, needs texture. But I painted the whole office. I painted the ceiling. I don't think it looks bad. Maybe it's because I grew up. With similar Your looks. expectations are My low. expectations are low. <laughs> I think it's fine. But, you know, maybe if I came from some kind of privileged family, I don't know, I would think <laughs> this is garbage, but I think it's fine. A lot of work. Well, my thing is, how did you get, how did you, how do you lift up the sheetrock uh, simultaneously? Yeah, that seems just, terrible. Yeah. I'm interested to know where your biceps are. Like, where are your muscles from this now? I expected oh, I, I a whole... Was, I was sore for a long time. I am still sore. I was going up the stairs today mm-hmm. and my abs were hurting. I was like, oh no, my abs still hurt from like putting my hands up and... Because let's remind everybody that you sit for a living. Yeah, I don't so exercise So movement at all. is rare. It's funny because I kind of felt good doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. It, it's That's one of the things I like about it. It's like doing some sort of manual work because it's like, it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, this is me all the time, like lounging in this chair here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the time when Typing I come away. in and see you, you're on yeah. YouTube or <laughs> I don't even think you have a job sometimes. I'm like, does this he even work? I have coworkers listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Never mind. He's on My job gets done. <laughs> he does his work. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, different, different perspectives because me as a nurse, I don't stop typically. Yeah, I I have my my watch on now, my smartwatch, and it calculates like twelve thousand steps in like twelve hours. So it's Ooh. I mean That's not nasty. always that much, but I've have had a shift like twelve thousand steps. I'm like, good yeah. lord. The one time I walked the most this year was in New York City. I think I did eighteen thousand steps, and I think that was like six miles, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's rough. 
So yeah. if you do that almost every shift, it's crazy to me. Yeah. That's why I don't complain when we yeah. move You're around. very fit. Yeah. You're fit. I don't know that I'm fit. I'm well, you're active for sure. Doughy in places. But you're active. But I, like, I don't go to the gym. Yeah, I'm active. Yeah. But I don't go to the gym. Like I, I was at church today and I was seeing the lady in front of us and she had like very sculpted arms. And I was I like, I noticed Man. that too. I was like, oh, that lady has... Because she was wearing a tank top or whatever. Yeah. I was like, she could beat me up. (laughs) And I would be okay with it because, like, she earned that right. (laughs) Look at those arms. Like, that's dedication. I don't look like that, but yeah. Wish, wish, like, Obama arms. Like, what's her name? Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. She's got some crazy arms. (laughs) Also, also Kelly Ripta. Ripta? Ripta? I don't know. Ripped as the bus. (laughs) She has some pretty hardcore arms, too. I'd probably just look a man if I had those arms, though. So (laughs) You would not. (laughs) But anyway, what are we talking about today, Fa? I don't know. That's right. You don't know. It's up to you. You don't know. I don't know either. But what I think the Holy Spirit is uh, wanting us to talk about today is TV. Television. Television. The, The telly. Why TV? I don't know. That's not true. That's out well, of the blue. <laughs> what? That's so out of the blue. No, no. I'm just joking. It's not. But it is something that God showed me um, like right after. So the one episode we have about the the, prosti- the the saloon, the prostitutes or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> this is kind of like, it was kind of like tagged onto it in a way. Um, I, um, yeah, like immediately after seeing that vision. I saw, um, it was like an apartment building and I, I saw people in their apartment and I saw like this, speaking of obesity, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one like obese looking man, like in his apartment, sitting in his recliner chair and he was staring at the TV and he was just like watching TV, you know, but it was like, you could see that he had been sitting there a while. Like there was like trash all around him right. You know, empty chip bags and like he was consuming it's his lifestyle being in. His oh, yeah, for TV, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you could probably tell like he does something for a living and then comes home and he sits in that chair. Oh, okay, and that's yeah. what he does. And um, like his shirt was dirty. Like, like I feel like this was in a movie I saw once. Like I'm trying to remember what movie it was that I could like pick, like describe it to people. Right. But, you know, like, like just like a morbidly obese man. Sitting, consuming potato chips while engrossed in a TV show, like completely like disengaged from the world around him. Like right. that was in it. He was like, and he was like so obese. So, you know, that he like doesn't move much and is basically just consuming gar- like McDonald's containers, you know, like crispy McChickens, fa. <laughs> the <laughs> rappers. <was> <laughs> Since he consumed yeah, I just that ate today, some of that, yeah. In this vision, it's about Don't you. Don't judge Fa. me. Okay, God revealed this was you. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, like you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, just man, like was dirty. Like, like after he ate his like fast food net. Oh, what's that guy on YouTube that has that channel where he's like morbidly obese and he like makes these really weird content where he just has like copious amounts of fast food like on his floor and he'll just sit there and like sing weird songs and like jiggle his belly and like <laughs> eat all this fast food <laughs> i don't know do you know who i'm talking about i just know the one guy that 
he's basically chugs drinks all the time. Oh yeah, like that badland chugs. Yeah, yeah. But it's not him though. It's some other guy that like he'll like just like make fun of himself and like yeah. people watch it. They watch I him don't eat like stuff. That, yeah. It was like him. There's a lot of channels like that of people just. It's fascinating. Eating, yeah. It is fascinating. Um, Especially really skinny women. Oh, like no. they would have a table full of food mm-hmm. and they just eat it all. And I'm like, where do you put it? Like, no, I, can't. I know. I had like one sushi roll today and what? I was done. What I know. Well, you don't eat much anyway. And that was a whole problem. Ever since. With us dating. I, had I eat a lot. Some really bad Big Mac. Mm-hmm. And it made me sick for a week. <laughs> I can't like eat as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I eat a lot of food. I'm convinced that from that point on, my stomach shrank and I, I just don't eat that much anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I try real hard to eat food that's I, really well, bad for just, me. It so has nothing to do with our, like, the vision and what I'm trying to talk about. But, like, the listeners should know when we were dating, you would take me out to, like, these big, these restaurants and, like, order all this food and you'd eat like a freaking bird. And, like, you're a man and, like, <laughs> I'm a like a woman and I guess my I felt like I shouldn't eat more than you. <laughs> so like I'd go home hungry and then like well I wouldn't go home. I'd go to the dorm because we were in I was in college. Yeah. I'd go back home with all these leftovers and me and my friends would like eat all these leftovers like we were starving animals, like yeah. picking apart. And they were like, well, didn't you just go out to eat? And I was like, yeah, but I didn't eat anything because he doesn't eat a lot of food and I eat a lot of food. <laughs> that was right after. I met you right after I was sick from like in McDonald's. Or yeah, but you have no excuse now. I know. I, I feel like now I can't eat a lot, but sushi is just one that gets me. Like I, I don't know. Like I have a, a roll and a half and I'm done. I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. I don't know what to say for myself. Like I could sit there and eat like a whole meal, like just a, the whole thing. Even I would when I'm say full. To, like the skinnier people are, I think the more they can eat. I don't know I why. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. If you see the competitors that eat, <laughs> <laughs> the hot dogs, they're all skinny. They are fascinating. It's like watching the Discovery Channel yeah. when you find those videos. Like I, like the, the Asian people who just, what is it called? AMR or something? ASMR. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but... That's just about the sounds. Okay, whatever. But I've seen those Asian chicks that are like super tiny eating like all of this food. And it's fascinating. I feel like I'm watching animals out in the wild. Like, wow. (laughs) This is like a new experience for me. And you do watch it, though, because it's interesting. (laughs) You know, it's funny. It's interesting because like they eat a lot of seafood and uh, like I don't know how to eat it. You know what I mean? And was, yeah, they're like, oh, that's how you break the crab leg. Like, they oh, break yeah, it, yeah. and then it's like, how do you get the no, the it, meat to come out, like, in one soup? Like they I know, do, but you know I'm, not, I'm not talking about, like, normal. I'm talking about the Asian girl that, like, eats a whole cake. Yeah. <laughs> with her hands. <laughs> like, that deserves its own, ep- like, channel. She has it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, on, on like, cable. TV, like, yeah. Like, instead of, like, Discovery Channel. It's like Discovery Channel, but like Wild Eats or something. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so. They don't do those channels anymore. You've noticed that? What do you mean? They don't have the eating shows on TV anymore because it's like unhealthy. The food channel Yeah, mem- remember, not just like specifically the people that go around and like try to do eating challenges and stuff. Remember that men versus food guy? Yeah. He got really like 
he decided he was going to get uh, healthy because clearly he ate like an animal. Yeah, I enjoyed that show. I know. It was a good show because you get to see like places to go and eat, but he was like, it's unhealthy. You can't sustain it. You know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. just eat that much. No one. That's why you watch it because you know you can <laughs> never do that. <laughs> yeah, but I think his point is like he doesn't want to enforce that behavior. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't know. These people. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, probably should get back to the topic here. Right. Although this, this it's is very, it's very anointed, what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, all right. So back to the man sitting in his apartment building. So he's totally engrossed in this TV. And then I see like basically everybody in the this apartment building. Like I see them in their apartments. And it's kind of like the same thing. Like there was like a, a lady sitting, you know, watching her soap opera, you know, like just consumed, consuming all of this. And um, I saw another woman in her apartment where she wasn't as she was up, like she was vacuuming, but the TV was on. And as she was vacuuming, she like, you know, every so often, like it was like background noise. Like I do that all the time. Like I used to put the office on all the time and just says background noise. Right. I was, yeah. like alone all the time. So it's like, I have. Michael Scott's my friend that lives here with yeah, me. Yeah, like the uh, Days of Our Lives soap opera. Yeah, like yeah. Their, was, their background TV. Every yeah. so often, though, she would like stop because she's like, oh my God, something's happening. Let me watch, you know? And like, <laughs> and then she'd go back to vacuuming. She's always in the background, you know? Yeah. And I'm seeing all this and I, I see like, like a, again, that morbidly obese guy just consuming. And it's like, you're watching TV and we've all done it where we're like sitting there watching TV and we're eating snacks and we... Uh, by the end of the show, we've consumed everything in our kitchen. Like somehow yeah. we didn't even know how much we ate because we're just not actively engaged. <laughs> like yeah. we're just eating. And that's why like scientists or people, healthy people, somebody tells you don't be eating while watching TV because you're just not aware of your food intake. Right. Like yeah. you're not aware of it. Yeah. Like there's no accountability. And um, so I'm praying about that. And I'm like, I don't know what, why am I seeing all these people in their apartment, you know? And then... I saw Jesus all of a sudden in the hallways and he was going to each of these apartment buildings and he was taking these people out of their like chairs, like right. out of out of their like apartments. And then he's like basically going and gathering people. Yeah. Okay. And they're following him. And as he's walking through the hallway of this apartment building, more people come out of their apartments and they start following Jesus out of the apartment. Right. And, um, you know, I'm seeing all this and I'm not really sure why. Um, so I was praying about it. And like I said, this is kind of like off the tail end of the whole prostitute, like going fishing with Jesus vision. And I was like, Jesus, what is happening? You know, what are you showing me? Right. And he was like, the, the, the relationship that these people have with their TV, the way they see the TV is how they see me. Wow. And, um, I was like, okay, I don't understand though. Like, so they're viewing the TV and they're viewing you. Like, what do you mean by that? And I started to think about that for a while because like, you know, there are people there, there's okay. So there've been times where I watch like, oh my God, such a good movie. That movie was (laughs) so good. And it's like, you want to, you want to sustain the feeling in that movie almost you oh, want okay. to sustain yeah. the uh all the emotions you had you want to like know more about the characters like mm. you buy the freaking book that it was based off of yeah, you yeah. read it i was like oh my god it was just so good and then it's like now you all of a sudden like get engrossed with like 
um, like the, the, the actors that play the characters, like all of a sudden yeah, I'll be on YouTube and I'll be like, Oh, you know, you deep dive. Into yeah. You're everything. like, Oh, Chris Pratt, you know, has, uh, I don't know, whatever. I like yeah. that movie. Now I know everything about Chris Pratt and <laughs> you know, his life. And then I start following him on YouTube or, or on Instagram or whatever. And like, I, cause I loved that he was, he did such a good job in that movie. Now right, I like right. absolutely love him and love his views. Now I know everything about him. And uh, I know that he was married to what's her face and then divorced her for the other what's her face. And now they have a kid <laughs> together and you know, like, yeah. Oh, I saw his interview about like, you know, taking care of your soul. You know, remember that interview that he had or that like he won an award or something oh, on the one MTV of those like, awards, mm-hmm. yeah. he was like, take care of your soul. I was like, oh my God, he's such a good guy. You know, yeah, like yeah, now yeah. I know everything about Chris Pratt because I really liked the one movie right. that I watched that he was in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, I get so like, and not just me, I have friends that have admitted this too. It's like you, you sit there and you start watching all these videos because you just want more of it. Right. You want more of the experience. And um, these people are sitting in their chairs, I'm seeing in the apartment buildings, and they're watching the TV, and they're engrossed in this TV. Um, and, you know, people, like, have fan clubs. Like, like the whole, like, celebrity vibe that people get into. Like, all right. the celebrity gossip. Like, all that culture. It becomes a culture. Right. It yeah. becomes um, a hobby, It'd be, you know, like to imagine that you were invited to a, you know, celebrity fan club, you know, now it's like, okay, oh, I know everything about Brad Pitt and I know that he has like some kind of weird humanitarian thing or, or like, oh, Leo DiCaprio likes humanitarian <laughs> garbage, you know, and yeah. he likes to save the planet. And so now I'm going to save the planet because he likes it, you know, right, I'm influenced yeah. by him. And, and these people are, are so influenced and so in, in, engrossed in celebrities' lives and these actors. It's like, man, I know everything about Chris Pratt now. And I know everything about this movie that I loved. Who wrote it? Who directed it? You know. Right. If there's a sequel. All this stuff. And, and Jesus began to talk to me as I'm like thinking about this. And he was like, this is how people... This is how people in the church see me. Like they're watching a TV show. Whoa. Like they're 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 engrossed, but they're not engaged with me. Right. Some people are in Jesus' fan club. They know everything about Jesus. They know what right. the Bible says. They know what Jesus said and what he did and what he wants, but they don't know him. Right. Wow. You don't know Chris. I don't know Chris Pratt. Yeah. I don't know him. I could wow. know everything about him. I could know all of his hobbies and all of his interests and all of his every, you know, um, thing he's trying to sell. I, mean, I yeah. could buy it, yeah. you know, because all these celebrities are all bought by somebody else that are then they're always just trying to sell you something. I could buy every product that that guy's on Instagram talking about. Right. I don't know him, though. And he was like, people are engrossed with me, but they're not engaged with me. And it's just like they're sitting in front of a TV and they're engrossed, but that's as far as they take it. And he's like, I want to take people out of their couch. I want to take their people out of their apartment and I want them to know me. It's because, you know, that verse in the the passage in the Bible that talks about, and I'm like, Lord, Lord, I I casted out demons in your name. I did all this in your name, but I, and Jesus is like, yo, I don't know you. Yeah. Well, it's like people that are, are, are engrossed but not engaged. Um, 
the lack of intimacy, the lack of relationship. I think that word specifically, the no word Mm -hmm. in that verse is about like intimacy. Like I'm not intimate with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, I was expecting you to say more. You say I talk too much. (laughs) No, yeah, you do. But I want to hear (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, and so anyway, I'm, I'm like kind of marinating on this and, and that's the thing. And it's like, you ever wonder, well, let's go back to the junk food situation with this, this fat man right. who's sitting, not exercising, consuming, but not engaging. Right. And, and he's consuming the world is what the Holy Spirit told me. He was like, all the junk that that guy consumes, he doesn't even know he's consuming it anymore. He's right. just feasting on it. Oh, right, and he right, can just right. consume all of the world that he wants. Why? Because there is no accountability. Why? Because there's no relationship. Why? Because there's no engagement. Mm. And it's like when you sit and you're engrossed but not engaged, then you can consume all you want of the world and never be convicted because there's no relationship. There's wow. no interaction. You yeah. don't know me. Yeah. You just think you know me. You just no think accountability. there's no yeah. accountability because there's no relationship. And, and it's like we can go to church and and, and sit there and be engrossed and be, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, sensationalized church and be a part of everything and, and think that, you know, this is over oh, good. We're clocking in and out of church and we're doing what we think we're supposed to do. We're, we're living in the religious model. Yeah. And we think that we're good because we're uh, engrossed in it, but we're not engaged with Jesus. Right. And there's a, a serious danger in there. And you like, that's why, like, there are people who who have no problems consuming as much of the world as they want without conviction. Like, that always gets me. It's like, how do these people... And, like, you know, it's not like a judge... I mean, I guess maybe it's judgment in a way, but it's like, how do these people, like, live their life and not desire holiness and just do whatever they want right? and, and not feel convicted, you know? Well, it's... Lack of relationship. It's a lack of engagement and lack of accountability. But um, so anyway, as I'm seeing all this, that one lady who was vacuuming and and this is this is what he did say to me before. It's like when you have engrossment but not engagement, you have religion. Right. Uh, religion, you can know. Every, I mean, I mean, the enemy knows everything about God too. Everything about the Bible. Right. You know, yeah. like I mean, better than us. Yeah. The enemy, Satan, knows scripture well. You know, um, I mean, you could know everything about God, but still not know God. And that's a problem. And, yeah. and, and religion, religion will cycle that and, um, it will produce that and it will also, um, encourage it. Right. Cause it's like tradition, you know, it's, it's all of the law of God, but not the relationship of God without the, the revelation of his love, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so it really creates a climate and atmosphere for, um, you know, I don't know, a good word for it, but it creates a, a climate for you to sit there and get fat in the world. An environment. Yeah. It, it creates an environment where you can sit and engage with the world and not engage with God and right. still feel like, you know, God, because you know everything about God. Does yeah. this make any sense what I'm saying? It does make a lot of sense. Um, remember today I told you that when I went to church, when we were in church today, I saw something, but I didn't write it down and I forgot. I just remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this actually is not something I saw. This is actually something like I heard or thought about that you. I'm just going to make up numbers, right? Because that's what people do. Like 90% of the people that go to the church just go there um, and they embrace the environment and stuff and they take things in. They're maybe there because someone invited them to go or they grew up in that or, you know, it's always something that they've known. But they are familiar with the church and they're familiar with everything and they sing or whatever, mm-hmm. but they don't know God. You know what I mean? They don't know a relationship, but they could be fooled into thinking that they do know God and they do have a relationship, but you relationship with God, but you actually don't have yeah. that relationship. You know what I mean? Like you're just, uh, you're because of your, the environment you're in, you just assume, you know, God, you just assume like you, you know, you're, growing and stuff but you're actually not like everything that you take in um it's just like feelings and emotions and stuff but there's no truth behind it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you're saying like you're watching on television and you're like the movie thing that you said is actually really um a good point because like the younger i was every time i went to the movies like it, it was it's such an emotional experience when you see a movie that you like you you get out of the movie and you're like you're excited and it's like Oh, that movie's so cool. And you, you know, the younger you are, you pretend to be the character and so you want to know more and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that is what those people are doing in your vision. They are completely uh, in with everything but their hearts. You know what yeah. I mean? Like their hearts are not in there, but all of their senses mm-hmm. are like firing and it gives the illusion that you're participating in something when you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not participating in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's true. And it's it's tricky because that can be very satisfying. Like your emotions um It's a placebo, are, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean like you're you're emotionally attached, you know, you're like so you so it will deceive you. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like your emotions will deceive you. Yeah. And um you sit there and, and be like, Okay, yeah, I know God, but you know, you don't like you know, for one thing, you get to look at the scenario where this guy is so unhealthy. He's unhealthy. Why? Because he's consuming the world and in consuming, not the word, but the world. Right. Um, he's not consuming God. He's consuming things of the world, the junk of the world um, without conviction. And then also, like, I look at him almost as barren, like, to sit there in his apartment and not be active. And he's very unfit. And there's a lot of unhealthy Christians spiritually yeah. who are just consuming the world and um, not engaging or not, you know, being active. Um, and I mean, like, you know, John 15, 4, you know, is like, re- you know, remain in me and I will also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Um yeah, but the problem is when you think you're you're in Christ, but you're not. You know what I mean? Right. Peep, it's there. It's a there's a blindness there mm-hmm. that you're not aware of. Right. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. And that's what I. Would, that's tricky. I would even argue that we were, like, sitting in the chair. How and dare what you. God showed? No, no, no. So what? <laughs> what God showed me was the woman who was vacuuming. Yeah. Was me. Right. At one point. Mm, thankfully not now. And it's like this. It's like we have religion, 
you know, we have religion in the background and we have concepts of God in the background. We have like, okay, you know, um, I'm not going to sit here and like, just, um, you know, be like the guy that's morbidly obese and just whatever I'm doing something, but it's always back in the background. Like it's something to reference, like the religious mindset of just like consuming and, and being engrossed, but not engaged, like not really relating to God, but knowing of God and just yeah. kind of like it's in the background. Yeah. And um and so like God was saying I was like okay like you're like halfway there. You know, it's like you're mm. you have this religious concept of like not being really engaged, not really knowing me. Um that's in the background. It's like okay, uh and sometimes you reference it. Sometimes you go back to it. You know, it's like yeah. background noise in your heart. Um when I'm at, I'm calling you to come out of the apartment. Like you're not quite sitting, you're not quite fruitless you're doing something wow yeah but it's in the background like this whole idea of like just not being intimate with god not really knowing him not really abiding in him it's in the background of you so like at times you you go back to it you like sit you have moments Mm. of sleepiness you know you have moments of like you know let's sit back and just watch it unfold and, and think we're a part of it. Does that well, make any also, sense? Yeah, you also have moments of excitement. Like you're saying, you're you're doing your work. I'm busy, I'm doing something. And then all of a sudden, something on the TV catches your eyes mm-hmm. and it's like ignites that flame in you or whatever. gives you an excitement, but it's not actually something real. It's just something that you saw, something that, you know, maybe you experienced or whatever. It caught your attention mm-hmm. and they fired you up and you think, oh, that's the... That's that's God. That's the love of God. That's Jesus talking to me. It's, but it's not. It's not actually anything to do with you. It's just like an illusion. You know what I mean? It's an illusion of a Christian walk. It's an illusion of a relationship with God. It's giving you like little uh, samples of it. You know what I mean? But it's still keeping you away from the whole thing. Well, I don't know what you mean by that because in this scenario, the TV is the bad thing. So why would it? I know that's well, but when you say this is back to my um, my example, when you when you're in that environment of church or you're in that environment or whatever, there's little things that will excite you and keep you going. You know, rather than uh, you get disconnected from religion because you start seeing religion for what it is. Religion will actually give you a little bit of excitement for a little bit, and that keeps people going. But it's a fake relationship. It's a relationship with a, a counterfeit God, a counterfeit like an idol mm-hmm. or whatever. You well, know what religion I mean? is comfortable. Yeah, because you don't have to actually engage. Yeah, um, with God Himself and know Him and do the work of knowing Him. Of right. going like, and Jesus is bringing people out of the apartment building to, to what? Go be with him, go fishing with him, to know him, to abide in him, to bear fruit, to be in the the vine, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, you, you have these, these moments of like, oh, back, I need, I need the background noise mm-hmm. because I'm just not comfortable yet. Oh yeah. Stepping out mm. of the apartment. Right. So it's like, all right, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to be the morbidly obese guy. But I'm not ready to actually do something yet or like step out and go fishing with Jesus to actually like be with him, to know him or go deeper with him. So like as a buffer, as just like something that plays in the background, I'm just going to rely on what's comfortable and what I know. Yeah. You know. That's such a good vision. Yeah. So that's what God showed me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. 
we have to seek his face. We have to pursue the deeper thing. We have to look um, and actually know him and not just about him. We have to actually... It can be tricky too because um, you can be convinced that you know God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you actually don't know God. Um, I suggest to people that you would pray and ask God, do I know you? And if I don't know you, show yourself to me. You know what I mean? Like you need to make that prayer sometime. You need to be willing to throw everything out the window. You know what I mean? Like you could be a pastor out there. You could be a worship leader. You could be anything in the church. You could be just somebody that goes there. You need to question things always. You know what I mean? Like am I, do I know you Jesus? Like do you, is this what you want from me? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Not, I'm just, I'm not talking about like, physically it's mm-hmm. like is this the right church for me i i'm saying like you need to ask god if everything is the way he wants it to be you know what i mean like mm-hmm. is my relationship with you real am i where you want me to be you know what i mean like i don't even care if people question if god is real because he will show himself to you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's just not willing to cross that line where you know, because sometimes we chosen an idol instead of him and he will wait for us to you know, realize that. Or um, sometimes by his mercy, he'll reveal to you that, you know, that this isn't actually me. That's an idol. Mm-hmm. But we could straight up ask him, you know what I mean? Like, do I know you? Is this an idol? Uh, am I in the right spot? And, you know, am I um, mistaken or you know am i living some sort of illusion here like is this mm-hmm. real you know what i mean yeah like those are good questions to ask god yeah there's nothing wrong with asking god yeah anything yeah you know um the yeah i, I think you should be more worried when you're not worried or not worried. i shouldn't that's a bad word to say um i think you should be if concerned. you're on an autopilot yeah you need to you need to pull over every once in a while and recheck everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a good gauge. Yeah. Um, when you are... Okay, so here's the problem. Like, junk food is really convenient. Yeah. It's already prepared for you. And if you are satisfied with the pre the prepared meals on a Sunday morning from your pastor yeah. and nothing else you might be sitting in front of a TV. Yeah. <laughs> you might be that person. You might be spiritually obese. Yeah. Um, not because you're eating good stuff. Be- not because you're consuming good spiritual nutritious yeah. meals. But it's because you're eating, you know, repurposed processed food. Garbage. That's been prepared by somebody yeah. else. Garbage, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot to it. I think that... This is a good, um, it's good what you say about like checking your heart or whatever. You know, people say that all the time. Like check your heart. I don't know what they mean. But what I mean is like, um, if you're satisfied with less, um, God is actually calling you to more. Yeah. Um, so how hungry are you and what are you consuming? How hungry are you? What, what, what are you hungry for? You know, my real concern with this is. Some people don't want to do what we're talking about. Some mm-hmm. people, yeah. It's just easier to sit in front of the TV 
and stuff your face with whatever you want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's much easier to go to church on Sunday, feel good for a little bit, come home and do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just easy. It is easy. The devil doesn't bother you when you do that. Mm-hmm. Like, your life's sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your life's easy. Mm-hmm. But when you actually start walking with God and when you actually start um, receiving things from God and you actually walk into your what you were created to be, that's when things get tricky. That's when the devil comes for you. That's when, um, you know, you lose a bunch of things, but you also gain a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a walk where you always got to be checking yourself. It's a walk where things are going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like things are going to hurt. People might hurt you. Some friends might hurt you. People at church might hurt you. You know what I mean? Like it's not easy. Um, Like you were saying, like the narrow road can mean many things. Um, It's not just, you know. Oh yeah. Like I've always just consumed, like uh, I've had the thought process like everyone else that like the narrow road is like, okay, you have the world, which is on the wide road. And then you have Christians uh, who said the sinner's prayer are there on the narrow road. But <laughs> yeah. I'm more inclined nowadays to think that it's really mostly, I mean, I, again, this is opinion. I have not done any actual, yeah. like, you know, theological research here. Like <laughs> I haven't actually looked it up, but me, you know, but my, my senses that I get is that, you know, we have the, well, I well, it's, it's chosen scriptures, actually. And the parables, look at the parables. You have the crowd, and then you have the twelve. Yeah. Who does Jesus Jesus know? He knows the twelve. Yeah. Who does he explain the parables to? The twelve. The crowd gets their meaning. They they walk away. They don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Jesus explains it to the twelve, and that is essentially like the wide and narrow road, you know. Yeah. And I think well, there's even on the more narrow road because sometimes it's not even for the twelve; it's for three, the three. of them. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, so it's like, I, you know, I'm always thinking like, oh, you know, once we're saved, we're, we're good or whatever. But now I think really like you need to, <laughs> you need to be concerned with which road you're on. Yeah. You know, who are you? Are you the crowd or are you the 12? And if you're in the 12, are, are you, you the three? Yeah. man? I want to be in the three. Are you comfortable is one thing you need to ask yourself. Are you comfortable? Mm. Because this walk is never comfortable. You and I are always doing things that are uncomfortable now. Yeah, it is so true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like praying for people and like ministering to people and crying with people. Mm -hmm. Giving up like our very limited time off. Mind time. Limited time off. You have a lot. (laughs) No, you have like every night Our time together to be with people and like actually have a sort of relationship with people. It's... You know, it's uncomfortable at first. Oh, it's yeah. rewarding. How but about that we like care about people more? I know. Than we right? ever did. <laughs> now I care about you. <laughs> yeah. Now your it, yeah. hurts and worries are mine. Yeah. And I care about you. Absolutely. That. And yeah. now I'm praying for you. You know, it's like it, it costs. It costs something. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Um, I mean, it's so true that, okay. We you know we said this before. It's like you always like to say that, like, oh, it's not hard to like get to to a place of like a, a more um, being able to see. I don't want to say like, oh, like, oh, we're so deep now because like we're definitely <laughs> like, there's so much to learn here. Trust me, but like, 
a place where you're actually seeing and you're actually like like walking in the spirit. It's not hard to get to the place where that's happening. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that it's like oh this that's for like real spiritual people. That's for like pastors no, yeah. and whoever else. No, 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 no. It's super simple. I would say it's super simple and how to do this. But I would say it is hard. Yeah. Because it costs a lot. It you you co- it costs a lot. The the flesh wants to be satisfied all the time and you're yeah. denying what's natural to you most of the time. And and in order to work, learn how to walk in the spirit, it costs something. And and for a deeper walk, I mean, any relationship that you have with anybody on earth, like you're going to have to give a part of yourself to that other person. Right. Like, in different levels. Yeah. You know, and it's the same with Jesus. It's like, how much are you willing to give to Jesus? How close, how far, how deep, how wide do you want to go with him? Yeah. So while you're on vacation... Uh, one of the days that I was praying, I started to question God, like, where do I go from here? Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? I feel like we've been doing this for a while now. And there's been like crazy growth in our yeah. lives spiritually. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I am now looking forward to what's next. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like where I'm at. It's just, you know, I want to it's like because because this feels so good already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, God, how do I get to know you more? Like, how do I grow uh, my relationship with you? And as I was praying, I started seeing God, Jesus in his throne. Mm -hmm. And I started to put clocks on his feet. Mm. And he's like, to get to know me more, spend more time with me. Yeah, You know what I mean? That's it. And I was like, it's it's simple. It's simple. And I was just throwing clocks. You know what I mean? Like, I was just putting clocks down. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that occurred to me in one of those days, too, it was um, another thing I saw, too, is that um, sometimes, right, We I don't have a lot of time to spend praying and stuff. Or sometimes when I'm praying, I start to kind of like drift away from being in his presence and feeling like really good. And I started to transition out of that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... I'd I'd be guilty, like I feel guilty. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like oh, um, God waits all day for me to be with Him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I gave Him like thirty minutes, forty minutes, and I'm already done. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. I, sometimes I have a little bit of guilt mm-hmm. at my end of my prayer time, and I always like pray laying down and stuff. So as I was finishing up praying and stuff, and, and this is so good because I was. I wasn't like searching for things anymore. I was just, you know, transitioning out. And I saw Jesus give me a kiss mm. on the cheek and say, thank you for spending time with me. Mm. And that made me feel so good. And all the guilt went away so quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he cherishes, if I give him 30 minutes, he'll cherish that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so good. Sometimes you try to force it because it's like, oh, you know, Last week I was praying like almost an hour every day. Yeah. And now it's like, it feels like it's harder to get to that one hour or whatever, but God cherishes that. And one thing I can say too is like organically, my time has been growing with him and it's, it's, it gets better and it gets like more pleasant and you, it starts to be more fruitful and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but there will be days if you start praying every day and seeking God where you're just going to feel like you're taking steps backwards, Mm -hmm. but it's not that way really. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like hanging out with another person. Sometimes it's not 
the grace and sometimes it's like really really good you know what i mean like you just have to be hungry for it and i am and i'm asking for the sanger to grow and i'm asking for things to like feel better when i pray or you know i i i want to be closer is what i'm asking for you know what i mean yeah yeah and it's so good yeah it is good and you know what's crazy about that is like we don't always have the desire to pray. Yeah. But, you know, when you ask God for the desire to pray, yeah. he will give it to you. Yeah. Like, he knows. He knows it's not easy. Yeah. He knows it's not easy for us, you know? He yeah. knows that we are fleshly beings here on earth. We're in this the enemy's domain. Like, this is the Satan's kingdom. Like, yeah. we are in the middle of it. Don't think he knows that it's a struggle. Yeah. He does. And he's way more compassionate towards us than what we give him credit for. Oh, yeah. That which is like wild. changed a lot yeah. of my understanding lately. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. We forget that. We forget that God's freaking awesome. Yeah. He wants to be with us. Yeah. He, it's weird to say this, but lately I've been saying, like, God doesn't judge you. God doesn't judge you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. He is. He's not here to condemn you. He's he here didn't to come to condemn the world. Yeah. But to, but to save, save it. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's so good. And we, th- the devil is the one that wants to condemn you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's his destiny. And one of the things, too, is when you pray is the devil will start to whisper things to you. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you prayed yesterday, but, you know what I mean, today you're praying less. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, 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 I still take it. You know what I mean? Like, I still, yeah. I know it's a sacrifice. I know where your heart is. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't feel right, just talk to God. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to handle this relationship on your own, you know what I mean? Like it's a two way street. It's so good. Guilt is one of the things that I felt a lot whenever I went to pray. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, the past two days I didn't pray, so mm-hmm. now I'm coming into God's presence, feeling guilty. And then one day I was driving, the Holy Spirit is like, "How would you feel if I came to hang out with you, and you knew I was doing it just out of guilt?" You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, no one would like to hang out with a person that is there because they feel guilty. Right. What kind of sick twisted person is that <laughs> like no one likes that right no it's not a healthy relationship no yeah it's crazy it's true and god is calling us to a healthy yeah. relationship with himself yeah and we don't know what that looks like because we don't know him <laughs> it's crazy yeah. well, you know and this was like something else i was gonna talk about which must be i mean i know this is kind of almost transitioning into that but like about having this concept of who god is and what we have these these i mean even the the TV part of it makes sense to this. It's like, it's a version. It's a false reality. It's a, it's a, it's a character. We have the character of Jesus. People yeah. worship the character of Jesus without worshiping Jesus. Does that makes sense. Yeah. Like people know of Jesus. They just don't know Jesus because they've never met Jesus. And so right. like they have like, okay, well the Bible says that Jesus, you know, uh, that one time when he was like trying to heal somebody, but then they were like, no, you little faith, you know, that's why you're not healed or that's why they, yeah. can, you know, cast uh, these demons out. You didn't have enough faith. So it's like, okay, well we take that one scripture and we're like, oh, okay. So it only is, so anyone that's ever been sick ever and has ever prayed for any kind of healing, the reason they didn't get healed is because they don't have any faith. That's yeah. why, that's why, because it yeah. said that right there. Well, that's lack of relationship because we know that that's not the only, reason why god may not heal somebody as right. is lack of faith 
Yeah. But if you don't know Jesus and you don't and you just take the scripture and you use it for whatever context you want to and for whatever purpose you want to, you can make the Bible say anything and yeah. you can make Jesus say anything. Yeah. It's because it's lack of relationship. It's just religion. It's just words on a page that you can use as a weapon yeah. for or against whatever it is that you're after. Does it make any sense? Yeah, it does. And so it's like we have these concepts of Jesus because it. It's born out of religion, but not relationship with him. We have these yeah. these understandings or these like, oh, I know. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I don't have any money. So what I'll do is the, my church told me that if I tithe, you know, everything I have, because the Bible showed that one, you know, parable about the woman with the coin and that yeah. was all she had. She put it in there and then and I'll be blessed. So like I'm just gonna run with that idea, that right. concept, that that thought about prosperity, and I'm just gonna like empty my bank account and pour it into the church thing, and then yeah. God's gonna bless me, and I'm gonna have money now. Like yeah. what? No, <laughs> that's weird. That's 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 religion. Like yeah. that's a religious tradition concept thing that's pushed on us or taught to us. Yeah. Um, without relationship it's like oh that's a thought like okay so yeah. anytime i ever have any money issues i'm just gonna ask god to like you know i don't know double my tithe or something like that's the reason i'm giving now when that's not really the purpose of giving yeah uh no you can look at scripture and write down everything everybody did and all the rules mm-hmm. you can you can make rules out of the scripture right? yeah yeah and not have a relationship with god but that doesn't work because your heart's not in the right place. Just f- because following rules doesn't work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, yeah, that's the law. That's the whole point. You can't. We just, couldn't do it. Yeah, we can't just do it. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't do it. That's why, like, God was like, "Oh my God, they're all gonna die and go to hell." Yeah, I gotta send my son. Yeah, because they can't do it. Yeah, they fail every time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that's the whole thing. It's like you know. We think that God's angry at us. We think that we're disappointing him. We think that, oh, we sinned and we did horrible things. And now I need to make myself better before I approach him. I need to fix myself before I come to him because I'm just a filthy sinner. These things, these thoughts are all born out of um, your thoughts of him, your image you've made of him your mm. concepts of him your worldview of jesus of yeah. a movie you watched once where somebody <laughs> in it showed yeah. Jesus this way but get to know jesus actually get to meet him you'll find out that oh my god he's not like what i'm learning is like oh i grew up in church my whole life and I'm, i feel like i'm only really now like really understanding who jesus is yeah like, beginning to anyway you know it's funny um it's so good to have relationship with people that have their spiritual eyes open because they can come in and see you right and be like oh my god god's showing me god's showing you to me and he is just so happy with you he's blessing you he's doing this and that and that's sometimes things that we can't see ourselves you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like so many times in our meetings here well or like hanging out with friends and they're like oh you know when you did this, I felt like God said that or whatever. Mm. And that's just, it's, it's, it's so reassuring when other people come in and they see things that we are seeing and they like give you that confirmation. And it's it's just so good. Mm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we would see things for ourselves 
but you're like, oh, okay. But when the other person comes in, it's just so powerful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, oh my God, I'm not just making this up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this isn't um, just me. Like so many times when we're with our friends here, um, someone will say something to me and I'm, and it's so simple and yet so powerful. And it meant everything to me because that week, that week I've been feeling a certain way. And like, it, it's not until like that time when that person said that word to me mm-hmm. that things became clear to me and at the same time they were like settled you know what I mean like it feels like the whole week you went through a trial or whatever about a specific thing and then we're hanging out with all of our friends and they're like oh god show me this about you and you're like wow that is just what I needed you know like that's so right. amazing yeah yeah it's kind of crazy because even like with what occurred in our meeting this week, it's like, you know, we have these concerns or we're going through stuff and like our worries and whatever, whatever. Right. And then we think that we're petitioning Jesus on like on these matters when. OK, so say, for instance, we want to pray for somebody else we're worried about. Right. Yeah. And so we come to Jesus and we're like, oh, Jesus, please touch this person, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're like petitioning God. Like, hey, just remember, remember so-and-so God, please, for me. Can you please touch them and heal them and love them and whatever? And last night when I was praying for that individual, I saw God. It was like, no, 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 no. I'm petitioning you for that person. Mm. I'm asking you to pray for that person. It's like, I care more about that person than you do. Wow. And you're not coming to me to change my mind about this person. I'm coming to right. you to change your mind about that person. That was so good. Because <laughs> yeah. we are so dumb. I yeah. mean, like, how dare you come into the presence of God and remind him of someone. Yeah. yeah. As if he didn't die for that person. Right. He's right. like, I died for that individual. Yeah. And you come in here and you're like, um, Jesus, did you forget? My uncle, like he's not doing too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jesus is like, no, you forgot him, not me. Yeah, yeah. I died for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right. That was so good. That yeah. was so good. Yeah. I it, just never thought of that. I know. Until yesterday. Me neither. I was like, oh, okay. That's right. You know, I have these people sometimes that pop up in my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want to pray for that person. Jesus, bless that person. Will you remember that person today? <laughs> Just like, yeah, I remember him. Why do you think you're thinking about him? I'm petitioning you. <laughs> like, freaking ask me what you want me to do here. Like, I remember everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing? It's like, you're, he's in your mind because I pe- I'm petitioning you to carry, carry that yeah. person, to think about that person, to love that person, to ask me about that person. Yeah. Why don't you ask me what you need to do for that person? Yeah, he is. I'm petitioning is, yeah. you. He is reminding us of our, um, what's a good word? Good word. Um, that's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to care for each other is on us. Yeah. It's not on God because if it was on God, no one would have any problems ever because he would take care of everything. You know right. what I mean? Like we're, we're the ones that actually got to speak things out. We and make have it to be his hands and feet. Yeah. Here. He's not going to come down and make things happen. That's just not gonna, how it's going to be. Yeah. We have to do things. Yeah. I mean, there are obviously things happen. Like God can make things happen, yeah. but He also is like you know. That's for our benefit, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, uh, helping other people—it's for our benefit. Yeah, 
Yeah. It makes us more like him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't, it's not just because we got to do things. Yeah. He's like, you, you work for me now or so. Whatever. <laughs> You're my slave. Right, right. Yeah. It's a privilege. It is a privilege. When God and petitions a for it. your yeah. heart for somebody, that's a privilege. He's yeah. honoring you. Yeah. Which is wild to me. It is. It's like, oh, I like, I think I should pray for so-and-so. Uh, okay. And I don't think about it again. I forget to pray for them. Then later yeah. it comes back to me. And God's like, yeah, I was trying to honor you. So that I was honoring you and choosing you to minister to that person. Mm. Every time you speak God's word to somebody or pray for them, it's an honoring of you. Like God is honoring you because he's yeah. using you. Yeah. And he's like, I'm petitioning you because I care for that person and I want to bless you both, you yeah. know, and it is a blessing. Yeah. And also it's like, it's actually worship. Like, like last night I, I had my guitar out. Like I was like, oh, we're going to, what's a worship night. We're going to worship. And, and like things transpired where like I put my guitar back down, you know, you didn't and, play at all. I didn't play at all. No. And there was a point in that, that whole thing that went down where we were praying and just like doing what the Holy Spirit wanted us to do in that moment. And the Holy Spirit was like, this is worship. Every time you obey, every yeah. time you listen, every time you minister, this is worship. This is worship. This mm. is your worship night. It's not a song. Yeah. <laughs> it's this. I was like, oh my God. So wild. So many things oh my I God, don't God. know. Oh You're my so God, good. God. Like that's so cool, God. <laughs> so many things I don't know. Sounds like a good place to end. Yeah. Why don't you pray for everybody? Thank you, Jesus, for um, giving us insight into things that we're just so wrong about. Thank you for showing us what to do and how to follow you and how to love people. Um, Thank you for opening our eyes to see you and see your plan for other people. Thank you for pouring out love on our hearts so we can love people and serve them well. I ask you that you bless each and every one that is listening to the podcast, Father, and you touch their hearts and they be able to search and, you know, seek and like check their hearts, see if everything's okay. And if they're in the place that you want them to be. And if not, I ask you that you shake up their hearts and their spirit and wake them up like you did us, God. I like you did for us i ask you to do for everybody that listens and you know is in our sphere of influence and people that we pray for so i just love you and thank you for being so wonderful and giving these gifts to me and rachel and then just all the people around us that are like so on fire for you we just thank you and we love you in the name of jesus we pray amen amen all right all peeps right. We'll like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Follow us done, on Instagram. We haven't done our things. Um, the Guardrail Podcast. Yes. Email us if you have prayer requests. We'll pray for At you. At gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we will pray for you. Yeah, we will. All right. See you, See next, you next week. week.